Well, here we are again. <laughs> Hi. Welcome back to this. Um, this is episode two. <laughs> and here we're going to be talking about the Chicago trip. Yeah, we're going to do a little story time. And then um, after our story time, we're going to get into the quotes. This episode is the story time along with self-care. I will have in the description a link to the YouTube video because we're actually going to be showing clips along when we talk about this of the events that unfolded in Chicago. I'm holding up. It's well, a portable you, Deadpool. Yeah, very end of the December. So I have been using this for quite a bit. Um, I use this in my apartment. I mean, like... Oh, you actually use it here? Yeah. And I used it a bunch of times before we went to Chicago, so I was like, I should bring the extra I got, because I got these from Amazon, which I know I got them from Amazon. I'm sorry. Jeff Bezos is already going to take them away. I know. Did you know that he owns... Uh, fuck, what's it called? Washington Post? Okay, so Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, and it's like... I've seen so many articles coming out critiquing him for how he's using his money and power. I know he's not, like, using it correctly for humanitarian efforts, but, like... But you, the Washington Post, is like, what a great man. I'm wondering if they ever come out with anything against him. That would be him. hilarious. <laughs> Truly, that would be really funny. If you own a company and you're like, you know what, go with it. Go whatever you want to do. Um, you know what that makes me think of? What? Um, the company that owns... Who owns Fox? Disney. Is it Disney? Disney. So this is what I think of. When I think about Fox News, I low-key, like, it's definitely right. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, like, spreading false information, like, frequently. Like, if they have an issue with that. And so I'm just sitting here, I'm like, is this, like, reflective of Disney? Because they own it? And then I thought about that for a while. I'm like, great. Now about Disney. Oh, my God. Is that one guy on Fox News? The really annoying one with the dark hair that looks like a wig. Like... The lady? Sorry. The lady? I don't oh know God, her name. Eyeliner? I don't know her name. I just know she's blonde. I think there's more than one blonde. But I despise her. And if I could identify her, I would. <laughs> I don't care enough to actually know her name. But I know her when I see her. We're anyway. Really just slamming this news source. Literally. Should we make... Are we getting political in this podcast? I want to. I Maybe not... Too, I guess we can... We, we'll just uh, throw it in there. A little spice. Okay, okay. A little spice of... Po- politics every now and then a spice of politics okay. um if you guys are interested in us doing more political episodes let us know because we could center it around that sorry about all the clinking i'm holding this this thing which it, let's get back to the, story, the yeah. chicago story time so the tea the real tea about this is so we were going to chicago we went to chicago the end of december December 28th to December 30th. I don't know how I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so basically, I wanted to bring my other portable double because it's like, I just want to be safe. Like, Chicago, she trying, but she a little unsafe. I was a little nervous. So I was like, I'm going to bring it to make okay. it us extra safe. She was very nervous. Can I'm I actually, very, <laughs> yes. can I talk about this real yes. quick? I'm going to put this down. It's too much. She didn't want to be outside because, like, she did not dress for outside. Okay, but, like, I also have, like... <laughs> Well, we're gonna talk about this in a different episode, but I have like I suffer from like bad anxiety. Like truly, you weren't wearing the right clothes. <laughs> you were cold. Wait, what? Don't you remember when they took the picture of us and the girl was like, "Oh, you look like you're cold. Like, how are you not cold?" And you were like, "Oh, trust me, I am." And I, I since I was little, I have always substituted my own well-being for the way I look. <laughs> That sounds like the opposite of what we're trying to preach in this podcast. I know. So what I'm trying to say is, like, I, I slip into that a lot. I don't yeah. do that as much anymore. But I was like, this outfit is so cute. I have to wear it. And I had my jacket open so everyone could see it. They needed to know. Oh, my that God. That I knew what I was doing with I my feel, fashion. I feel like that was me in middle school. Like... This is going to sound really weird, but you know when all of the girls went through the phase of, like, who's going to hit puberty first? 
Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> when did you have puberty? I'm very proud. When, Fifth grade. I mean, I don't know when, like. <laughs> oh my god, I do remember like, that. I was so what do you like, call I was flexing. Yeah. You were flexing on everyone. That I also Literally. like. I was the tallest. Yeah. Oh this girl god. I knew, she had a bra, and I was like, "Mom, I need a bra." She's like, "You don't even have booze yet." I'm like, "I need a bra." Like, I need you to buy me one. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, emotionally, I need it. And that oh was, like, God. third grade. You know when I started <laughs> wearing a bra? bra? When? When when my friend, your sister, oh. called me out in fifth grade and, like, at the lunch table in front of the guy that I had a crush on was, like... She did not. Annabelle, I can see your nipples through your shirt. I think it's time to get a bra. And I was, like... Damn, that's the motherfucking tea. <laughs> or what the? Wait, whoa. I, can I talk about another thing? Yeah. I was talking to her about this last night, and because she has this phrase, she goes like, "Oh, you're so funny." Have you heard her say that? <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Is it my mom? And I can hear your mom. You're so that. funny. Yeah, you know yeah. that might be my mother. <laughs> yeah. And I finally called her out on it. Like the third time, she went, "Oh, you're so funny," and I was like, "You saying like, oh, you're so funny is only just saying you're fucking stupid right now." <laughs> Oh, and you're, you're like, cute. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it could be endearing or it could be like insulting. So Chicago. So we ended up getting there the 28th and we were already, we were already having issues. We already had to contact the host because we didn't know where to park. And then when we yeah. got to the door, it's uh, pretty much electronic door. Like that's the only way to open it. Was there a keyhole? Might have been a keyhole. But the point is, is that we needed to get to the key fob. And the key fob was in this contraption. I was excited. I was like, okay, bet this is the same code that's on my grandma's house. You just like punch in the numbers. It's a little weird. Is it the actual same it. code? It's not the same code. Oh, I was like, wow. Catalog. Oh, yeah. okay. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's still like, tiny little buttons that you like press in and it makes a really satisfying click. <laughs> and then you pull the thing down and then the key pops out is the thing. And the key wouldn't pop out. And then finally, when the key fucking popped out <laughs> and we got the key... The key fob wouldn't work. And the guy called yeah. us and he was, and we just kept putting it towards the thing. He was like, oh, just hold it towards the thing. And it's like, no shit. I tried that 15 times in different, 15 different variations before I had to call you. And the thing is, is that he, she, they were trying to like figure out how to FaceTime or something. And it was like a struggle. And I like, we, he didn't tell us to put our, the key fob on the black part of the box. He just said, put it on there. And so like, we were struggling forever. So we finally get in. Finally get to the apartment. It's honestly a really cute apartment. We were vibing. It's a studio. And, you know, we had a longish day. We were, we were on the road for like six plus hours. So we were like, we're just going to um, postmate some food and then like go to bed and like have our driving around the next day. And so we postmate food, whatever. We get to, to go, we get to the point where we're about to go to bed and I'm like, oh shit, the devil. If you guys can, um, if you guys are looking, I'm just going to describe this the best I can. But if you can see... Hopefully you can see this. I think I'll zoom in on this. It basically has these two little uh, pieces that protrude and they go into the frame of the door that isn't the door, like the door frame. <clears throat> I don't know how to explain it anywhere, any other way. So then when the door shuts, the deadbolt can't move unless you reopen the door and take it out. Um, was that horizontally? Yeah, horizontally versus just like... Does that make any sense? How do you think I should explain this another way? I don't know. Like, if you're looking at a graph, like, you go right on the x-axis. There you go. I woke at 3 a.m. and I just sat in the corner next to the heater because it was cold as fuck and the Wait, heater was really I was weird. awake when you got up and sat over there. Yeah, yeah I know. Up That's what I was about to say. Were we up since 3 a.m.? I thought I was. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. I, I think it was, like, 4.30 when we first tried to leave. Like, early 4 a.m. So you were, like... 
It was like 3.30 then. Because it wasn't long. The people don't even know what we're Anyway. (laughs) So basically, we get up like super early in the a.m. And neither of us can sleep. So we're like, hey, we don't have any drinks in the apartment yet. And we were above, we were next to a 7-Eleven, but we were like above the other business next to it. And we were like, We were above the bar. Yes. That was just not. It was COVID. Yes. So there was no bar. Um, Which didn't matter though, because it was still loud as fuck. Because we were sandwiched in between fire station and the, what do you call it, like, the subway, like, no the train, subway train? I don't, what is it? What would you call that? Uh, the, I, I the would call it the metro transit here. I don't know what the technical term, yep. like the L. The L, yeah. So I that's what I hear in Shameless. <laughs> it was always noisy. And on and top of that, on top of that, it was so cold, we had to turn the heater on. And because the heater was on, it was, like, yelling at us. It was so loud. Like, it was so loud. It was, like, embarrassing. Oh, my God. It was really, like, that turned on. It was so loud. And that's why, like, I turned the heater on. And I was like, fuck, I hope this doesn't wake up Taylor. Like I, I liked the noise. I liked the noise. So I kept turning really? it on at night. Because I'm like, I'm just the noise. <laughs> Wait, you kept getting up and turning it on? <laughs> the whole night. I never solidly went to sleep. <laughs> anyway, so it's, like, 4 a.m. at this point. We're like, we should go get 7-Eleven. And so, you know, we thought, why not just fucking, I don't know, walk out the door? So we get to the door, we undo the deadlock, and we go to open the door. And theoretically, how this should go down is I should just be able to open the door, and then the portable portable uh, deadbolt would just fall on its own. Paint a scene. Okay. So, <clears throat> we're both up. It's like 5 a.m. And I'm like, hey, so I'm thirsty as fuck. I kind of want to go get something to drink. And Taylor's like, bet I'm also thirsty, and I don't trust the water. Which was another thing, because then she wouldn't drink the water for the two I'm the bitch that tastes shit in water. <laughs> I can taste different. Water tastes different to me. All water tastes different to me. I'm pretty picky. I hated the water. I was drinking the water because I had nothing else. Basically, the door would not open. Wait, wait, wait. But we were at the door. We yeah. were sitting. We were so excited. We were so thirsty. We were sleep deprived. I'm a hoe we for juice. Really? <laughs> I was I, I was excited to grab everything in that 7-Eleven. And we get up, we walk to the door, and we just try and pull it open. And then we just look at each other and, like, start laughing. We're like, what the fuck is happening right now? I thought, like, what else are you going to do but laugh? Truly and <laughs> honestly, because it, it was a fucking nightmare. What, it ended up being a nightmare. So anyway, so we can't get it open and we're like struggling. And I'm starting to panic because I was like, I can't keep, I can't keep sustain on this water. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Because we hadn't gotten any um, drinks last night and we, we ordered, we ordered something with our Postmate and it never came. So I was like, what the fuck? So I'm just drinking water out of their cup. Like, oh okay. my God. I forgot about that. They forgot the liter of soda. Literally. So I'm like struggling. But... We started freaking out, and first of all, I didn't know this because, like, I she told me like the night before, like, oh, I had this portable deadbolt, and it was kind of something that just went to the back of my mind. And it's like now there's this like steel thing in the door holding it back, and like, how far do you really want to go into the like dynamics of why that thing got stuck? And we well, had- this is what I'll do. This is what I'll say. Initially, I thought. That what had happened was my portable, like, lock malfunctioned. That was my theory. We ended up calling one of friends on the phone. And it was, like, literally 5 a.m. at this point. <laughs> we were just, like, we were, like, freaking out. Because like, we were... 
We've we're been being... doing this for an hour at this point. Retrospectively, it was dramatic because we didn't need to leave at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. But no, but, the thing is, but we, we have anxiety able... and we could not be we stuck in that apartment. We wouldn't able to leave though. I know, but like we needed to leave then. Yeah, yeah. I feel, <laughs> so, I, like I claustrophobia. That was the issue. Like we were like, we gotta get the fuck out. So anyway, we're like so loud at this point. I'm like, how are the neighbors? There's someone directly like when you physically sounds... walk outside of the door to the your immediate right. There's a door. It sounds like we're, we were trying to break in. The and walls aren't thin. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, the walls are thin. Oh, my God. Why did I say aren't? The walls are thin, so I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, the thing is, we had, like, 17 different theories. And the funny thing about Taylor is that she ended up, like, her theory was the closest to correct. I'm very proud. When <laughs> she was trying to explain to me that the door, like, moved shapes and went around. It got <laughs> no. stuck on this lip going out. This is what and I thought. I like, this oh, is what? what I was, this is what I thought. You know how sometimes when you open a door, there's, like, different, like, uh, width sizes to the door? Like, they have different parts? I've seen yeah. it happen. I don't know how to explain it. So what I was convinced by was that when I put my portable thing in and I pushed past it to shut the door, that I, w- I had to push really hard. I, did, I couldn't remember what I did. So I was like, maybe I pushed so hard that by the time I got past, like, the piece, it, like, re-formed like, itself. You know, like, where it squished and then, like, kind of, like, let itself go. And then when I tried pulling it out again, it would get stuck. I don't know. So I was just, like, convinced because I could see inside of the, what is that called? the door frame and I could see that it was getting the metal piece was getting stuck on something so that's what I was thinking like it was just like my bad yeah and so um her friend on the phone keeps suggesting that we jump out of the window and so like I'm sending him images and I'm like I don't think we can do this we're on the second floor there's nothing around it was like concrete like there was no grass no boulevard yeah it was literally the streets yeah (laughs) Yeah. like it It looked like I break a leg yes So I'm by the window trying to take photos and talking to her friend about it because I was like, I don't know what to do. I was trying to contact people. I contacted my uncle and I was like, hey, are you awake? And like three hours later, he goes, yeah, are you awake? I'm like, well, I don't need your help anymore, okay? (laughs) And um, so what happens, I turn around because Annabelle's like, hey, da-da-da. So I turn around and she's looking at me and she has her phone up and you just see that 911 is dialed and she has her phone, her finger hovering and she just goes, should I call 911? And then hits it and walks away from me. I'm like, I couldn't even give you my advice. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I just okay. I needed the push to do it, and I needed you to be like, yeah, do it. And you were giving me hesitation. I was like, shit, she's gonna talk me out of it. Yeah, because what? And then um, <laughs> I was so anxious because that shit, like, I don't, I don't know. I get very anxious, so I walked into the corner of the room with her friend on the phone, and I was whispering. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what she's doing. And then he was like, did she tell him it wasn't an emergency? And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> And so I stayed in the corner, and I, I'll let you tell your part okay. about you being on the phone. First of all, it also, it felt like an emergency. Yeah, <laughs> she, to her, yes, it definitely was an emergency. Yeah. And so, I was too panicked to even identify what was happening. Oh. I, I went around the whole block. I actually talked to this woman, and she was like, oh, okay, like, this is an emergency. Let me transfer you to this one guy. And then he, she transferred me to this guy at a police station. And then he's like, oh, shit, you're right across the street from, like, the fire station. I'm going to take you to the firefighters. And I'm like, okay, great. And so finally I'm on the phone, which also kind of freaked me out because apparently the woman was listening the entire time. I wasn't expecting her to talk again at the end. And I heard that, was, that part. I heard yeah. that part. And I was like, oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I guess I talked to them. I explained the situation. And then we saw them, like, outside the window, like, looking around, trying to see what window it was. And I opened the window and we're just like, hey, like, up here. I'll also, like, uh, post a link to 
um, my Facebook because I actually post the entire video of us just having a, a struggle bus time. Um, so basically, they come over to our window. And so what ends up happening is we get their attention and they're like, we need to get in the building. So I, we toss them our key fob, which lets them into the building itself and then to our apartment, theoretically. So we did that, right? That happens. And so they bring a ladder. They climb up into the apartment. We have to move everything around. And two of these firemen come in. They're just like, what's the problem? And they walked over and they're like giving me life advice. They're like, maybe you should use a chair next time. And I'm like, there's no chair here that I could use. And then they were like, yeah, were like my daughter does this. And they're like judging the fact okay, that we okay. use the, de the devil. The guy who said his daughter did that was like, actually the nicest he of was. them all. They were lovely. Yeah. Cause, okay, because every single one of them, like, it was obvious that they were judging us. Like, okay, great. Like, you're two young girls who fucking locked themselves into yeah. a room. Yeah, but okay. It wasn't our fault. I'm gonna put that here. Yeah. So, everything was going on. They were kind of in our apartment. I don't even know. Were you by the door with them the most of the time? I was kind of pacing back and forth for recording because I was like very much having a moment. <laughs> I was like, I was outside of my body. I was like, I don't know what's happening because I go to the window and they're just like, we can't figure out how to get into the building. And I'm like, we'll just put it on the black piece and then show up in the door. They're like, there's no black piece. I'm like, wait, what door are you at? And they were literally trying to get into our building, into a door that went to somewhere else that the door itself, the only option for the door was a keyhole. Wait, that was... <laughs> That's what oh. they were doing because yeah, it was wait, right was underneath. They got into the apartment. No, it wasn't. Cause, yeah, because they were trying to open it from the other side. Remember? No, no. So what ended up happening was we already we already had them in our apartment and in our it's ours now. We already <laughs> had them in the apartment, and then they were trying to figure out how to get it open from the inside. And as that was happening, I walked to the to the window. It took them like five minutes to figure out which door. It wasn't immediate. It was a while. And so finally, I'm like, I finally said to them, I'm like, wait, it might be the other door because we were right above a door. But it, because the way the apartment is, you get it's like down the street and then you go up stairs yeah, like and you go down a hallway. Right so basically, um, they finally found the door, which was funny. So they, you know, get in, they come to the door. They had to break the door down. Yeah, they got... As they were pulling it. Yeah. And what ended up happening um, is that they... They there was a metal piece on the outside of the door that got bent in the process or whatever. Like, so we're like, great. Okay, to explain the metal piece, it's the entire front of the door has sheet metal covering it and so the sheet metal would go around the door because it wouldn't go like all the way around the door of course it would have lips like a half in. inch folded over on the outside of the door yeah it was like yeah. a half inch um, and so they they ended up telling us that that's what what it got caught on because when they finally got my thing out my uh, it was it was obviously not this one but it was bent and it was messed up and they said it was caught in the metal so anyway, that happens. We take a nap <laughs> because that was a lot. By the way, actually, sorry. First, we go to 7-Eleven because, yes, we were still thirsty. We went to 7-Eleven, got yeah. some shit, and then we came back and we took a nap. I think, did you get a phone? Did we, oh, we got a knock at the door. We ended up, so basically throughout this entire thing, we were trying to contact the host of the Airbnb and they weren't obviously talking or communicating with us at the time because it was super early. So they ended up communicating and um like throughout the day but we got a knock at the door because they had sent like a maintenance guy i guess for the building to come check the door out and so the guy comes and you tell me because you're the one who took the door you were the one who got up and opened the door so you tell me your experience with that man <laughs> 
So I got up to open the door and he's like, hey, I'm here for the door. Because immediately as soon as I woke up, I was like, shit, someone's at the door. I'm going to check because I texted like the Airbnb guy. And so I checked my phone. And he's like, hey, we're going to send someone out. And I'm like, okay, it's probably the guy. Like, it's safe to open. And so I like open the door for this guy and he comes in. He's like talking about the door, which is really fucked up because at this point, like the metal lip had gotten so bent because it the like deadbolt got caught on that lip and pulled some of the metal out and so like fucked it up just a little bit this guy comes he's looking at the door and he just looks at it and he's like where's the piece and i was like what do you mean this was such an entertaining thing to listen to because i'm laying in the bed and i just hear where's the piece and she goes what piece? where did you throw it away it's all literally I heard him say, and I'm like, what he's piece? like is it in the trash like he stepped in trying to look for a trash can and i was like i don't know a piece there was not a piece when we got here last night and apparently the door was missing the piece that like holds on so that it is completely level with yeah yeah and so what ends up happening is he leaves and comes back with literally the piece to the door that it's mandated for the building there's a piece missing from the actual fucking door. Which mandated for the building. That's the thing. It wasn't our fault. It was supposed to be there. And so it was the host's fault for not upkeeping yeah. there. Yeah, so um, we're going to put a photo here of which... This is the- sketchy. And then um, this is the photo of it uh, with the actual piece on. As you can see, it's actually leveled. All you had to do was just pound the metal back down. So the T... The door. Is that we were kind of like freaking out because we were like we don't know how much this is gonna cost so we were trying to like run and like look things up being like how much is this gonna cost da, da, da. my mom was convinced that the fire department was gonna charge us and I was like what well, I don't even know what that would be if yeah and so that brought upon a whole thing like does the fire department charge you which we genuinely didn't fucking know because like, clearly why not the, yeah they why were the next door and, I don't know which proved like. If the firemen aren't going to charge us and like the, I was wondering if the building has a code and it's like, oh, your door doesn't fit the code anymore. And so they might need to replace the door. And then we were basically looking everything up. I looked up what it would be, what it would cost to repaint the door. I looked up what it would cost to replace the entire fucking door. Uh, I was calling my family. Like I was like, I need to know what the estimates are. Right. And at most it would have been like maybe 200, 300 if we like max fucking demolish this door. And so basically... We, like, later within the night, we had already done a bunch of stuff. We came back no, to the... We, yeah, oh, sorry. We just, like, we drove around. We had fun driving around the city. But we came back to the Airbnb. We were sitting there. It's like, we we were sitting there. We had eaten... I think we didn't. We no, never ate dinner we didn't day. eat. By the way, you guys, we did not eat when we went... We ate the first night, and we were... There was so much happening that we did not eat until we, like, got home. Oh, my God. Literally, I... Okay, and I didn't notice this because... Neither did I. I was just, like... I was just so busy. You mentioned at a certain point that you were kind of hungry. And I just, I was sitting in bed late that night, like 10 p.m. I late that night. <laughs> so late. Um, I was like, have we eaten anything today? Because we really hadn't eaten anything. Like, we went to Starbucks and stuff. And we got 7-Eleven. But we were chilling. And that's a completely different thing. But we were watching movies. We watched that one with Sabrina Carpenter and Liza Koshy and blah, 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 blah. I can't even remember the name of that movie just this moment. The Ted um, Talk one. The TED Talk moment hit me. Where she's sitting in her bathroom, she's watching TED Talk, and she's like, fuck it. Like, I'm changed. I'm going to listen to music and dance, you know? Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Well, okay, so basically, we were sitting in bed, and we were watching stuff on, like, the TV, Mm -hmm. and she gets a notification from Airbnb, by the way. I already, I didn't even say this. I already went through all of Airbnb's policies. I went through all all of it, because I wanted to know what we had to expect. And basically, the premise of what I was told was that 
the main thing for people who are hosts on Airbnb is if they want cover damages, they have to have a deposit. Because without the deposit, it's very tricky. Airbnb can't force people to do things. It's, it's hearsay. It's really weird. Yeah. So, the thing is, our Airbnb had no deposit attached to us booking this. Yeah, um, which means they had no money to keep. That They'd have to, like, they'd give have back. to find a reason that we need to give them money. And yeah. And not just not give us the, the deposit. Yeah. Wait, we were on the phone with someone. Were we on the phone with Chester? Yeah. We were having a thing. We were telling everyone about this. I had already, pu- I had already like put together my Snapchat story of the events and posted it. I was like having a fun time. <laughs> and basically, um, the other thing that Airbnb told me, like when I looked it up, was that if they want to request something for you to replace, they have to, one, have a photo of what was broken, have a photo of what they would replace it with, and have the amount. Like it had to be like this serious, like lengthy thing when they requested money. Which they didn't do. So we were on the phone with my brother and I was trying to tell him like about the thing that we had gotten from Airbnb. And then I swipe up and I see that they're trying to charge us. Like, oh my God, what was it? I had it memorized. 700 and like- $82? Yeah, it was like 700 some amount of dollars, right? And the only description of why they were doing this, I think it just said like something like, deadbolt got stuck, our, our portable lock stuck- door broke that's the only thing it was said yeah it was like, like two sentences and we're like which didn't show the situation at all and it didn't have any receipts for anything didn't have any pictures they hadn't seen like, it in person like a, they hadn't actually yeah. known what needed to be done which was bs because he lived right there he was right there at 11 a.m when we checked out we we're sitting in the car at 11:02, and he calls me and starts talking to me because he's already out the door yeah so we get this amount and we're kind of like what the heck and we were like mad because we're like in no scenario would it even get close to 700 period yeah no scenario even if the fire department charged us to go down the, like a like a two minute walk we immediately denied the request um because fuck you we're not gonna do that that's ridiculous and we went along our way i made sure to take videos and everything and the next morning, we're like, we're going to leave. And so we get to our car and he calls us. He calls her. What did he say? He's like, hi. And then you were like. I I was I was like, oh, hi. Are you checking to see if we're out? And he was like, no, I'm actually standing looking at the door right now. And I was like, oh, shit. Which kind of freaked me out because I didn't realize he was that close the entire time. And it's like, also, why wouldn't he look at the fucking door before? He probably like walked past the door. Yeah, I don't know. Like um, saw that it was a little fucked and be- was like, ooh. But then the thing is, is like I'm listening to this phone call and I recorded some of it. Um, I obviously won't post it, but I was kind of like making sure we heard what he was saying. And the, to sum the call up. Making sure we heard. Her, no, we were doing it in case we got sued. There you happened. go. Well, yeah. And so I was listening to this conversation and first he starts it off with, He's like, yeah, I get why you guys didn't want to pay it. It's a lot of money. You guys are young. Can I and tell this part? Yes. I was Okay, so this guy, he fucking, he's like, hey, so I'm looking at the door right now. And, like, I understand that, by the way, just tidbit, I never left a review for this apartment. And they never left a review for us. But he was like, yeah, it's not going to affect your review and stuff. Like, I understand it was a mistake. And he was like, and, like, your deadbolt messed it up. We were very, like clear in what we said to messages to him because we knew that it could all be used against us back up i don't think we ever fully explained what the realty was let's What's do that really quick so what ended up happening so i know we talked about what ended up happening was the fact that um i want to just really clarify this really quick so because there was a piece missing to the door that would make it flat the door where the metal bent in was not fully pressed against the door so there was yeah, an, a gap and so my piece got stuck in the gap which broke my um 
this bitch. <laughs> this portable shit. Yeah. It broke that, and then it basically it bent the door and shit. So automatically it was not on me. My piece did not malfunction. Yeah, the door he, was already fucked when yeah, we got there. Yeah, he said the word malfunction. I can't remember if it's when he tried to charge us that amount or when he was talking to me on the phone, but I made it very clear. I was like, it was not our thing. Like, yeah. the deadbolt didn't do anything. Your piece or your door did not have a piece that it needed. And he was trying to be like, he was like very condescending. He was like, so we're going to not make you guys pay, which they can. And then he was like... Um, and he was doing it to get her a good review and make it seem like, oh, I'm doing this out of the kindness of he my didn't heart. Want, no, he did not but want to really. admit that what he did was wrong. He would never... Because that that's sketchy. Well... What could that lead to in his mind? What yeah. can we do when we're like, he's admitting. It yeah. wouldn't be as sketchy, but it's like, where the fuck did you pull that number out of? His ass. <laughs> it's not even a, the number made zero sense. And I, I honestly like want to know where he, it was like he wanted an extra special door or some shit for this um, high amount. Yeah. We had a whole conversation about like, relate, because you can never truly understand something until you put it into a metaphor. So I feel like. I do that and kind of you do that like you hear something and then it's like oh it's like this and some outrageous concept that it kind of applies to Mm -hmm. and so we're like okay the rug what if the rug got damaged and he's like oh shit I'm not just gonna get the money for what it cost me for the rug like I want a nicer rug. I want you to buy me something nice now yeah Yeah. like the amount was like unrealistic for even more than one door (laughs) I ain't got that money you don't need that many doors (laughs) really so that's what happened in Chicago. It was a hot mess. Honestly, it's kind of funny. I don't know. We didn't have to pay. We kind of just had a moment with the fire department. I don't know. It's an interesting experience. Oh my god. What do you horrible. rate it? I loved it. Honestly, from it one was to like... ten of panic. Oh, a panic? Yeah. How much did you panic? <sighs> I was at like a five. I I was at like I was at a solid five, maybe like a six when I got on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe like. Maybe a seven when I got the like eight hundred dollar fine, and then I went back to a two when I realized. Oh, I was at a ten <laughs> when I got the eight. I'm like, oh. I don't have that money. First of all, I don't have that money. I have to. I have, don't have a job, and I have all these expenses. I'm like, I will not. I will run away. <laughs> I will not give you that money. Oh my god. See, the motherfucking tea is that I would not have paid that. I know. So now we're gonna get back to the podcast. Um. So back to the podcast. Yeah. So we each have quotes. I'll read mine first. True self care is not bath salts and chocolate cake. It's making the choice to build a life you don't need to escape from. By Brianna Weist. Weist. I don't know. I think it's Weist. I had a teacher named Weist. I'm gonna go with that's what the name is. Weist. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's really cute. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell the tea about this too. Self care. Doing the things that make you feel more like yourself. Which I kind of like. I like that too. That's why. Because, like, finding your. I, okay, I always believe that finding yourself is kind of going back to what you enjoyed before the world started telling you what you should enjoy. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, because I feel like there's always those things where we have these, like. Like, I know there. I know people who, like, love watching, like. I don't want to call it kid shows, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's. Okay, I'll give you. Full disclosure, I'll give you a good example. Yeah. I love to read Wattpad. I won't be ashamed. I love your, I'm telling you, I spend, you know what? Let's find out how many times, how many hours I spend on Wattpad. If like, you don't know what Wattpad is, it is the movie that after the Harry Styles fan fiction was about, and then they came out with two movies, both of which. I hate my, this is I weird. mean, they're entertaining to watch, but they're not good movies. Okay. They're also a little. In this week, oh, this week just started. This, oh, dang. Let's see last week. 
I won't even tell me. Let me see. If, oh, wait. Can I go? Oh, this week. Here we go. Last week. Last week, I spent in a total week almost 30 hours on Wattpad. I, okay, the, a really good example where I'm trying to like connect this to is that I enjoy Wattpad so much. I love finding stories to read that keep me entertained, but I also love reading the comments because I fucking die laughing. Like some people are just on a different level. Are you still shocked that I spent 30 hours reading? No, that? I'm just, I'm going over this in my head. I'm like, 30 hours? What do you do? What do you spend That's 30 all I do. hours doing in a week? I know, okay, but I'm thinking really like, quick. Else? Like, I struggle with depression and anxiety. So I spend a lot of my time in my bed because it's quarantine. I don't, I only have, I literally only have school, maybe a max. I only have to do schoolwork and stuff, maybe a max of four hours out of four days a week. So I have all this other time where I'm just laying in bed reading Wattpad because I don't, I don't know. I that's have, more than a part-time job. That's half. That's I should be paid <laughs> to read. I Wattpad. should be paid oh God, to read Wattpad. Oh. I would be making bank. So that's a good example. Of, like people, like I feel like that's a weird thing for a lot of people that I read Wattpad. Like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's a good example of something that it's like other people don't necessarily fuck with or think like societally this is not like oh i'm a cool bitch like i read wattpad (laughs) but it's something that genuinely brings me so much joy and i honestly like have a good time i mean if you have a good time like that's what we're here for you know yeah and i was really like worried about starting to read it again or like a really good example what we do we play minecraft and like that is something that societally they're probably like why (laughs) because we're adults yeah and they're probably like why are you doing that um but it's something fun that i can do where i can talk to you and my sister and because we don't live close so like i connect i can connect with you guys when we do that together and it's just a game okay fun fact what i think is interesting about quarantine is is that my school actually had an esports team and we had a minecraft discord on there for a while that's fun i don't know like that's something that or like i'm just thinking things like anime I know a bunch of people who, who watch anime, and it's, like, such a societal what-the-fuck. You know what I, I mean? I didn't realize that people who watch anime, I didn't know that, like, weeb was something to be proud of. And then... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm I not, didn't I'm realize not, people were actually proud of that. I'm just like, no, I didn't think that that was, like, an identity they held. I yeah. thought it was, like, an insult to people who watch anime. So, what I really want to talk about with this episode is I feel like the commercialized version of self-care is not benefiting anybody (laughs) because they sell to us like buy this face mask buy this like these bath salts this is your self-care spend this money on our products buy our things you'll feel better but we're also making you feel bad about yourself so you feel the need to feel better you know what i mean like it's a system where they're like constantly putting everybody down for the way they look and talking about our like all these things and then they're like here's how you're gonna fix it you're gonna spend money Okay, well, at, That's the, what I think about. at the same time, there's no way to really sell, like, self-care stuff without being, like, you need this, you but, know? But the, like, I, I think, I don't, I would argue that's not really self-care. But you, like, okay, you sell, de- they sell deodorant. They're not lying to you. They're not telling you your armpits don't already, like, sweat but, and produce But odor, think about it, when you, like, when people sell things that are, like, self-care, like, mm-hmm. like, um, products, like, skincare or, um, like, bath products, you know what I mean? Like, that type of stuff. That they market as skincare and as, like, self-care products. Oh my god, like the bath bombs. Yeah, but their marketing is, like, fix your bad skin. Fix your this. Like, they market it in a way to be, like, here's what's wrong with you because we tell you what's wrong with you. Now, here's how you fix it. Give us more money. Yeah, and it's, like, it's already probably an insecurity of yours. Maybe in those exact words. It's, like, oh, man, like, my porous skin that I look at every day in the mirror, you know? Yeah. And it's, like oh are your pores too large and it's like shit that's not a thing people talk about like oh it's gonna shrink your pores that's not real you can't shrink your pores they don't 
They really? can't change. I thought you, I thought you could shrink your pores. You can't shrink your pores. It's a lie. With, like, ice water? It's a lie. No, they I don't, don't shrink. I don't know. They don't shrink. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. There's a guy on, on YouTube that does things where he, like, reviews um, people doing, like, their self-care, their skincare routine, because he's, like, he specializes in that. He's a dermatologist? Yeah. Oh. And so he always talks about that, how, like, that's not real. Like, there's, like, certain things people, like, will continue to spread their lies about skincare that's just, like, not real. But anyway... Really what I, talk, what I want to talk to you guys about is the self-care that no one talks about and that is probably much better for you. Um, I'll give a good example before I kind of detail into it. So this is a great example. I almost mentioned it last episode. As I was editing the last episode, I realized I didn't even say what I wanted to say and I was like, fuck. So this is the, this is the story. So obviously we all know from the last episode, I've had a shit fall semester. I've been struggling. Um, and halfway through my fall semester, I completely screwed up an annotated bibliography as in like, I did it for the wrong paper and I did it itself incorrectly. (laughs) So I got like one out of 10 and I was like, shit. Um, and I was like so upset about it because there was nothing I could do to fix it. There was no way I could do anything about my grades. I was like, shit. And I was so upset with myself. I got up from where I was sitting. I went into my room. I laid down. I put ASMR on and I relaxed. I was like, really? I yeah. I was like, I want to do something that makes me relax. And then I watched some really funny videos. Oh my god, wait, that's so sweet though. Yeah, because- and because I, <laughs> I was sad and I was like, I don't want to feel this way. Like I should like do something for myself. So I did like I have like this is the thing. Yeah. This is the real tea. Everyone has different things that they laugh at that they love to watch that they love you know whatever to eat or whatever it may be and it makes them happy for like whatever and so truly I think a really good self-care is like when you're having a hard time do things that you personally like I feel like self-care is like one uh one size fits all and I think that's ridiculous because for me me, I'm not gonna feel better because I have a face mask on and I'm laying (laughs) in a bath like I'm still sad about my essay but um, me relaxing to ASMR or me yeah. laughing at um, these two drag queens I watch. So, like, something like that made my mood, like, better. And I remember I was <laughs> I was talking to you guys about that at the time. I was sending you guys, like, videos and, like, so now I'm in my room. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling better now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, can I actually go through and read this real quick? Yeah, so it's just this. Oh, okay. That's what I just talked about. But I said basically talk about things like, I feel like self-care can be anything. A good other example of self-care would be things you don't want to do, but inherently makes you feel better. Good example, eat healthy. Uh, Do I struggle? Yes. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. (laughs) That's the sense. Um, Tell me the tea. The tea. I feel like we went over this a little bit in the last episode Mm -hmm. about like, how your self-care truly needs to help you it can't be like self-destruction like i feel like i walk a very fine line of self-care and self-destruction it's like okay i'm doing all of these things good but it's like i'm gonna give myself the freedom to lack in these areas you know like i'm you know i feel called out i'm just kidding <laughs> you know what that reminds you me of you know how we were talking about like how sometimes it's really hard especially like i feel like people out there who can relate to this like I don't think you just have to have depression. I think people can relate to this for yeah. through different things. But it's hard for me. I get out of bed sometimes. And it's really hard to go and take a shower, to go yeah. and eat food, to go and leave my apartment. Like, I was talking to my therapist about this. And I was like, one of my biggest struggles is I can't even leave my actual apartment. Like, low-key, like, we're in my apartment right now. They might hear this. But I don't trust my room, my neighbors. <laughs> I don't well, know them. They They're loud. There? They got a lot of shit going on. They fit my, my doorbell out of nowhere. They're, I don't, like... They're all college students. Oh, yeah, but that's the thing. 
I get, like, super bad anxiety around people my age. Oh, okay, okay. Um, judgment. Like, my anxiety, a lot of my social anxiety, I, is this just in general? Is this a stupid thing to say? It's, like, surrounds judgment. I feel like that's the dumbest thing. Because it's not all of it. I don't know. Wait, say that again? I'm afraid of from judgment from people my age. I'm not afraid yeah. from judgment from anyone else. Yeah. It's, people your age just feel so judgmental. Here's where my socialist views start coming out because I think it's also fucked up. Like, you can go to, like, the middle class being like, ah, these fucking, these rich people getting all this stuff. And then, like, the lower class is looking at the, like, middle class getting all these things that they don't need and all this, like, expensive jewelry. Like, damn, you go to jewelry stores at the mall. Like, you can't buy, yeah, you can't go there and buy jewelry. Like, I'm not going to drop $200 on jewelry. Yeah, that's really weird. I think that's really is that weird i the really think the only like... purpose of having jewelry stores this is the only thing that for me hmm. is like maybe a gift and like people don't go often unless yeah. it's like a holiday so i feel like yeah. do they make a lot of money anyway okay that's also, a side note <laughs> wait, wait, wait another side note diamonds are so expensive because there's a monopoly on diamonds yeah that's wild yeah i don't know <laughs> i i took one semester of economics i don't know okay <laughs> self-care so my genuine advice for self-care is whenever you feel this is i guess i notice this more now because i'm i genuinely don't ever really want to be prolonged in that state of being where you're just like super upset over things and really sad like i don't if i have negative feelings i try as fast as i can to get rid of them because i'm like i'm in such a good place right now because i'm just huddled in my own apartment not doing anything (laughs) and i'm like really good like i'm getting better with myself so like i feel like because of that i get very nervous to slip back into like the first half like the first portion of my life where i was constantly miserable and i get very anxious about that so what i'll do is i'll like actively always try to make myself happy again or like try to like find things that make me laugh or that i enjoy that can make me not focus on things because like a lot of things i worry about aren't really anything i need to worry about you know what i mean so it's not even like i need to worry about it because it's like oh shit but it's more of like this is just hindering me and i'm just there's no yeah it's like an obstacle it's not the entire thing you know yeah honestly it's not um a cookie cutter thing it's not gonna it's not gonna my self-care is not the same as anyone else's self-care theoretically obviously it could be but you know what i mean like it's different to who you are and like find something that makes you laugh find something that even if people shun you for it because of their own random views that really mean nothing um do what makes you happy and fuck the rest because another self-care tip just stop judging people because once you start like (laughs) Everyone already thinks everyone is judging them. And, like, yeah, once you actively start judging people, like, that's when you start to really think the people around you are judging you. It's, like, people who lie all the time think that everyone's lying to them. <laughs> because it's, like, oh, I'm doing it. Why wouldn't everyone else be doing it? But yeah. And, you know, it's, this is such a side note. This probably isn't helpful. But you know what I notice? What? <laughs> when I go to the store, and I don't know if this is me making things up, but it feels like everyone's staring at me very judgmentally. But, like, let me tell you. I will be walking down the aisle, and I don't yeah. give a fuck. Looking at me as yeah. if I have, like, two heads. You know what I mean? Like, they look at me I mean, as if they have a reason to look at me. Like, move on. Like, why are you spending? I'm telling you, they look too long. They look too long. And I just see their eyes. <laughs> I think that's anxiety. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to diagnose, but I think that's anxiety. Yeah, it's but, crazy. Like, because it's like, I don't know if it's real or not. Because people, this is the thing. I feel like I can read people really well. Like, 
when people just look at people, like, you know, like, I'm just looking at you, but it's, like, this. They're, like, it's, like, you can see it. It's, like, they're looking at me weird. Okay, so here's the tea. But I also think that everyone our age is super judgmental. I told you, I don't trust people our age. They're not happy with themselves. So they can't be non-judgmental and, like, chill. Not, not inherently. I don't know. I'm just me just down on people our age. But this is the thing. I've always felt this way, regardless of what's going on. Every, if, throughout my whole life, as long as someone was close to my age, I always didn't. I've really? always felt judgment only from that. Damn. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it's maybe like, it's because I've experienced it in that way. Yeah. And then I just, I just, um, I associate know. like that. Maybe but. middle school just, like, turned existing into a competition. Middle school is, like, 30% of my trauma. <laughs> this is the thing. Tell me if you agree with this. We're kind of on the same journey. I'm struggling between my need to people please and, like be everyone's mother and like love on everyone and yeah. like saying fuck off like <laughs> for my yeah. own mental health like I'm having a hard time like balancing wanting to be there for everyone but also like being mentally healthy because like being, being there for everyone yourself. is not good for you you really you can't be there for anyone it hasn't been good it's for just, me like, it's I don't know read read some books on codependency like learn about it like the, <laughs> like, how the system get like, this book. just doesn't really codependent no more I'm telling you is that um, a book? That's genuinely a book. I can't oh, I thought you were just saying that. I'm like, what? But now it makes sense that it's a book. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't make sense in a sense. I was like, what? No, but it's it's really interesting, and it, like, goes into the different things. And, like, you know the child trauma abuse thing where, like, you get one point for everything that you have to go through? No. I think there are, like, eight or nine points. It's oh, like, is it, like, a test? Yeah, it's, like, a general, genuine psychology thing. And because there's oh, so shit. many factors of, it's, like, obviously you're not going to have just one of these. Like, if you're, if you're having, if you have a parent with a mental illness, you're also going to have some abuse if, like, they don't have their mental illness treated. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, go ahead and check the description. If you're listening to this with just audio, go ahead and check the description and, and look for the link to the YouTube video where you can see the information and the footage from the incident in Chicago. And check it for all of our social medias. All right. Thank you guys. Bye.